Welcome everybody to another great installment of Calvary Christian Center. We pray that today's message encourages you and inspires you like never before. So sit back, grab your notes, your notepad, and enjoy this message live from Calvary Christian Center. Welcome family. I'm so excited to be able to preach and teach to you God's precious word. I'm glad to tell you today that no matter what it seems like and no matter how things feel, God is always working. We have sung that a lot around here, the song that says, even when I don't see it, he's working. Even when I don't feel it, he's working. He never stops working. And here's what I want you to know today as I come into your homes. Jesus is still working. Even when you don't see it, even when you don't feel it, he never stops working, and he works behind the scenes. And here's what I want you to do. I want you not just to sing it. I want you to believe it. Now, I'm telling you, I'm here today with a download. God has spoken to me, and I'm ready to speak to you. I'm going to be coming today from Exodus chapter 10, and I'm going to begin reading at verse 21. Family, I'm ready to preach to you today. It says, And the Lord said to Moses, watch this now, Stretch out your hand, stretch it out toward heaven, that there may be darkness over the land of Egypt, even darkness which may even be felt. So Moses stretched out his hands, the Bible says, towards heaven, and there was a thick darkness in all the land of Egypt three days. They did not see one another, neither did anyone rise from his place for three days. Watch this. But... But all the children of Israel had light in their dwellings. Oh, my, my. Don't miss that. But all the children of Israel had light in their dwellings. I want to preach for just a few minutes along these lines. The light is still on. I want to tell you, it doesn't matter how dark it gets, for the people of God, the light is still on. Father, we thank you for this chance to be together. We pray that you will anoint me to preach your word and anoint these precious people to hear your word. We love you, Jesus. Thank you that you're moving behind the scenes. You're moving in ways we don't even know anything about. And thank you, Lord, that you never stop working. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name, amen. I, I love this text. It says that darkness covered the land, a darkness so intense in Egypt that it could be felt. But the Bible says in the 23rd verse, but all the children of Israel had light in their dwellings. I want to tell you, maybe we've had some dark times, but the people of God still have light in their dwellings. The light is still on. In spite of all that was going on, something incredible was happening for the children of Israel. In spite of the fact that the darkness was so intense in Egypt that you could feel it, the Bible said right in the middle of the darkness that the children of Israel had light in their dwellings. I'm telling you, God was working. God was working behind the scenes because the light was still on. And I want to tell you, in spite of the fact that we've had some dark days in spite of the fact that we've had some struggles and some uncertain times, the light 
has not gone off for the people of God. I stand before you today, and I want you to understand this. I've got good news. Your God is still working. Your God is still moving. He's still shifting things. He's still orchestrating circumstances. He's still setting up situations for your good and for His glory. You may not see it, but God is moving behind the scenes. I think if you knew what God was doing right now on your behalf, you might praise Him right where you are. See, the very first thing that struck me about this text is the very fact that the Bible says that God told Moses, He said, stretch forth your rod. Now, God was certainly about to manifest a miracle. We know that to be true. But there was a requirement that Moses had to fulfill. There was a faith movement. Moses had to do something. He had to move in faith. And I really feel like God is getting ready to unleash a supernatural season in your life. I really feel like God is getting ready to unleash a supernatural season for His children, for this church, and for churches that love Him and serve Him. A season that ushers us far beyond the status quo. A season that takes us where we never been, a season that shows us what we've never seen, a season like we've never experienced in our lives. But here's what it's going to require. Somewhere along the lines, this season will require you to stretch. God told Moses, he said, stretch forth your rod. You're going to have to stretch. If, you're going, if you won't stretch in the natural, you won't see the supernatural. This is the requirement. Somewhere along the line, you're going to have to stretch and move in faith. Get ready to stretch. That's what I hear the Lord say. I hear the Lord say that He's getting ready to bring you into a time of miracles. He's getting ready to bring you in a time of breakthrough. He's getting ready to usher you in to a supernatural season. But I hear the Lord say, get ready to stretch. Stretch and get that degree. Stretch and, and believe God for that relationship. Stretch for that new job. Stretch for that promotion. Stretch for that ministry. It's time to stretch for that financial breakthrough. It's time to stretch in your business. It's time to stretch and believe that as you stretch, God is going to bring a miracle. Here's what I know. Anytime you see someone walking in the sustained favor and power of God, Rest assured that somewhere behind the scenes, there was a stretch. Anytime somebody walks in sustained blessing, anytime somebody walks into, in God's sustained power and goodness, somewhere along the lines, there was a stretch. Success and breakthrough don't come without a willingness to stretch. And I'm here today to speak to you, to exhort you, to encourage you that this is your season to stretch. Stretch beyond your preconceived boundaries. Stretch beyond mindsets. Stretch beyond mentalities and learned behaviors that have become more bondage in your life than blessing. You'll have to stretch beyond how you were raised. Stretch beyond the things that you learned that were wrong. You'll have to stretch beyond where you've been and relearn some things and be willing to say, Lord, teach me what I don't know. Truth is, many people want freedom, don't they? Many people want favor and prosperity and power. 
But what holds them from receiving it is not God's unwillingness to give it to them. It's their unwillingness to stretch. So I've come to tell you today, I've come to tell you that it's time to stretch. I know for sure that one of the reasons that Calvary and so many who've attached this, uh, themselves to this family have seen God move so mightily throughout this season and provide and make a way is because when COVID-19 hit, we didn't shrink back. When COVID-19 hit, we didn't wave the towel and shrink back and get quiet and get afraid. No, honey, we made up in our minds that God was on our side and we stretched. And I'm talking to somebody right now who's getting ready to move in faith. You're getting ready to stretch out there. And I'm telling you that if you'll stretch, God will do exceedingly, abundantly, far above anything you can ask or think. But it's going to take faith. There's always a stretch for a man when God is about to move. Here's what I hear the Lord say. Watch now. I hear the Lord say, get ready. Tell my people I'm about to blow their mind in the coming days. The text says in Exodus 10, 21, and the Lord said unto Moses, stretch out your hand. Stretch out your hand toward heaven that there may be darkness over the land of Egypt, even a darkness, watch this, that may even be felt. Can you grasp that kind of darkness? A darkness that is so dark that you can feel it? I don't know about you, but I've had times in my life and situations where I've encountered people that the darkness, the darkness that they carried was so intense and the darkness that was revolving around their life was so intense and so strong that I could feel it. Can you imagine with me a darkness that covered the land of Egypt? A darkness that was so strong that, that you could feel that darkness. A darkness that was so dark, so unimaginably, incredibly dark that you could feel the darkness. So thick that you couldn't see someone right in front of your face. So thick that it was a supernatural phenomenon and it was so dark that fear fell on the people of the land of Egypt. So dark that they couldn't even leave their homes because they were quarantined. Come on. The Bible said they stayed in their homes. Does that sound familiar to you? In those days, in that kind of darkness, if they would have left their homes, they probably would have been able to find their way back. People were desperate. People were lost. They didn't know whether it was morning, noon, or evening. The darkness was so intense. They couldn't tell what time it was. They couldn't tell when the day started or when another day uh, was ending or when the next day began. It brought confusion. It brought disorientation. No one could escape the darkness. And here's what I've learned about the devil. The devil wants you to live your life in darkness. He wants you to live your life in confusion and you not be able to escape the disorientation. He doesn't want you to be, be firm in your faith and know that God is working things out. The devil wants you to live in a place where you're confused all the time, where you're worried all the time, where you're disoriented all the time, a place where you don't know whether or not you're coming or whether or not you're going. But hear me today. This is not God's plan for his children. And don't you dare let the devil convince you of anything otherwise. Because it was dark everywhere else. Read the text. It was dark all throughout Israel. But here's the caveat. 
Here's what I love. Here's what I'm thankful for. I'm thankful for the conjunction but. It says, but all the children of Israel had light in their dwellings. The Egyptians were confused. They were disoriented. They were struggling. But the children of Israel had light in all their dwellings. See, this thrills my soul. And this may seem intense, but I want to tell you that even in the midst of COVID-19, God is moving behind the scenes. On that day thousands of years ago when darkness was covering the land of, of Egypt, you could not deny that God was moving for his people. He was moving behind the scenes. What was he doing, Pastor? Well, I'm glad you asked. God was doing everything he could to get Pharaoh to release the children of Israel. Pharaoh had imprisoned God's people in Egypt and enslaved them to work for him. But I want you to understand this and I want you to write it down. It has never been God's intention for his people to be enslaved to anybody or anything. God is not in the business of binding people up. Oh, hallelujah. I've come to tell you today that God is in the business of setting people free. He'll set you free. He'll set your family free. He'll set your son free. He'll set your daughter free. God is in the business of setting people free. Where would we be if God hadn't set us free? You know it as well as I know it. There were things that used to bind you up that don't bind you up anymore because you once were bound, but now you're free. So God is doing in this time in Egypt what he's doing right now. God went to work setting the people free who were in bondage. He sent 10 plagues, 10 disasters, everything from flies to frogs, from lice to locusts to boils to hail to fire, you name it, God sent it. And I'm telling you, God wanted his people to be free. And the reality was, it was a tough time to be an Egyptian in those days. See, here's what I want you to know, precious. When God, when God gets ready to set you free, it's not a good day for anything or anyone who attempts to stand in his way. When God gets ready to set you free, can nothing stop him. When God gets ready to liberate his people, he will do whatever it takes to get you free. I'm telling you, you may have a lost son right now. You may have a lost daughter right now. You may have a lost uh, a sister or brother, but I have come with good news today. God is still in the business of setting people free. And when God gets ready to set people free, can't nothing stop him. He'll use anything, y'all. He'll use anything. He'll use anybody if it'll help set you free. He'll use circumstances. He'll use situations. He'll even cause people that don't like you to bless you because it is his will that you be set free. Someone asked me about COVID-19. They said, well, Pastor, how did this originate? Did it come from bats? <laughs> did it come from humans? How, how did this? And you know what? Here's the truth. I don't know. But here's what I do know. God will use anything if it will help set people free. God doesn't cause it, but here's what I know. God will use it. There's been a lot of people in this season. You know, we haven't been meeting in our conventional ways. 
We haven't been opening up our campuses in our conventional ways. But we've had more people coming to Jesus than ever before. We've had more people tuning in to church than ever before. I am preaching this gospel straight and strong and true, this loving gospel to more people than I have ever preached to in the history of my ministry. You say, hey, pastor, what's going on? I'm telling you, God doesn't cause these things, but God will use these things. You say, pastor, what's this all about? Here's what I think it's all about. The world has questions. The world right now has been looking for answers and a questioning church in the a questioning world does not need an answerless church. The world has questions, and a questioning world does not need an answerless church. God, even through COVID-19, you better hear me, he's working behind the scenes. So it was dark in Egypt. It was dark in those days in Egypt, and the truth is, on planet Earth in many ways, it's dark right now. But watch, even though it was dark, in Egypt land, the Bible said the children of Israel had light in their dwelling. Let me tell you, we are the children of Israel in this time because we've been adopted into that family of God. The word Israel means the ones who God fights for. Come on. Israel, the literal word Israel means God contends. Our God fights. And I want to tell you, we are the ones that God fights for. God fights for his people. The Lord is on your side. You see, the Bible declares here that even though it was dark everywhere else, <laughs> that the children of Israel had light in their dwellings. See, some are fearing the worst today, but I've got news for you. The children of God have light in our dwellings. Some are panicking today, but I've got news for you. We are the children of God, and we have light in our dwellings. There's a lot of questions. There's a lot of uncertainty. There's a lot of questions that need answering. But I've come into your home to tell you that the children of God have light in their dwellings. In the midst of the confusion, in the midst of the disorientation, in the midst of perplexity, in the midst of uncertainty, in the midst of the darkness that the world cannot seem to escape. I've got good news for you. You ought to give the Lord praise that the children of God have light in their dwellings. You have power in your house. You have anointing in your house. You have peace in your house. Doesn't matter what happens in the world. The children of God have light in their dwellings. Oh, the light is on. I said the light is on. I said it may be dark out there, but the light is on. When everyone else and all they can see is darkness, for God's people, the light is still on. When everyone else acts afraid, when they feel hopeless, for God's people, the light is still on. When everyone else can't find their way emotionally, mentally, spiritually, and they're in a crisis, here's the good news. For God's people, 
the light is still on. When everybody else feels like quitting and giving up and throwing in the towel, for God's people, the light is still on. Even though it may be intense right now and perplexing right now and hard right now and you're traversing seasons you didn't anticipate and you're going through circumstances you didn't think you would have to face, I've got good news for you. Even if it's dark out there, the light is still on in your dwelling. Hallelujah. Are you getting it? Is this hitting your spirit? The Egyptians couldn't leave their house because they were afraid of the unknown. They couldn't leave their house because they were afraid of the unknown. But God's people, God's people had clear direction. God's people didn't have to worry or wonder. They didn't lose their way in the catastrophe. They led the way. You better write this down, sir. You better get this in your spirit. People of God don't lose their way in crisis. We lead the way. Let me tell you what Calvary has decided to do. We're not shrinking back. We're not cutting down. We're not giving up. We're not being quiet, but we're reaching out. We're reaching forth. We're reaching on. We're doing more. You know why? Because we didn't lose our way. We're leading the way. People of God don't lose their way in crisis. We lead the way. Let me tell you, God is working. You may not see it right now, but God is working. You may not feel it right now, but God is working. I feel the anointing of the Holy Spirit. Some of you have been on the verge of giving up, but here's the good news. Let me tell you today that God is working. He's working behind the scenes. He's shifting what you can't shift. He's touching what you can't touch. He's moving what you can't move. He's changing what you can't change. It may be dark out there, but the light is still on in your life. See, we haven't gathered in our services, in our churches, in our sanctuaries, in our traditional ways, in months. I think this is week 10 for us that we have not gathered in our conventional ways in our buildings. And here's what hell thought. Hell thought that it would defeat the church for sure when our buildings remained unopened for months not only here at Calvary in our campuses, but around the world. Hell thought, man, we will win for sure, but hell was mistaken because the people of God had light in their dwellings that even though the lights have not been turned on here in the conventional way on Sunday morning, even though we haven't opened our services on our campuses on the weekends like usual, let me tell you that the light has not been confined just to a building or an address in Ormond Beach or Palm Coast or Orlando or NSV, baby. Let me tell you that the light is in your dwelling. The light is in your house. The devil messed up. He thought, man, I'll turn the light off at the church in the building and all he did was turn the light on in your dwelling. I'm trying to tell you huh, that God never stops working. I'm trying to tell you that God is bigger than an address. He's bigger than a building and it can be dark everywhere else. But the light, brothers and sisters, can be owned 
in your dwelling. The power and the presence of God is right in your house today. It's right where you are. Brothers and sisters, we're coming through this. And let me tell you, when we get on the other side of this, we're going to have more power. We're going to have more clarity. We're going to have more anointing. We're going to have more hunger. The devil will rule the day that there ever was a COVID-19. Because all that has happened is we have found out that there is light in our dwelling. And the light is still on. In spite of the darkness out there, in spite of what the devil thought, the light is still on. I dare you, high-five yourself. If you can't high-five anybody else, high-five yourself and say, I've been through it, but the light stayed on. And I'm not just talking about COVID-19. I'm talking about the dark days that you've survived. I'm talking about the disappointments. I'm talking about the times when you were hurt. I'm talking about the times when you didn't think you would ever survive it, but the light stayed on. God stayed real to you. Oh, I feel the anointing of the Holy Ghost. Now remember, the darkness was so intense, the Bible said that it could be felt. Now here's the truth, y'all. If that kind of darkness ever hit my house, and I looked over and I saw that my neighbor had lights, it'd take me just a minute, and I'd be, I'd be feeling my way trying to get to my neighbor's house to find out how in the world do you have this kind of light when it's so dark in my house that I could feel it. Now, Pastor Dawn, she might have been sitting over there saying, look, you better sit down. Don't go over there and bother those people. But I'd have to tell her, honey, I'd have to get real. I'd have to say, look, it's really dark in here. I really don't like this darkness. I don't like living in this darkness, but I see some light. And I need some of that light. I don't know where they get that light from, but whatever it is that they got that's giving them light, oh, hallelujah. I got to have some of that light so I would go. I would feel my way. I'd find that house. I would beat on that door, and I would say, man, how do you have light in your house? How do you have light in your house? What kind of candle do you have? What kind of oil do you have? What kind of fire do you have? Tell me about your oil. Tell me about your fire. Tell me about your, your, about your light. Oh, I want you to understand. See, see, it's dark in my place. That's what I would say to them. It's dark in my place. It's dark in my situation. You can't see anything. See, when you can't see anything, there's no hope. There's no joy. There's no peace of mind. It's just darkness. But can you tell me about the light in your house? Listen, there ought to be so much light in your dwelling that people come to you and say, would you share some of your light with me? That's what I'm telling you to do, family. I'm telling you, don't be overcome by fear. Don't be overcome by doubt, but let the light shine that's in your dwelling. And I'm telling you, people will come your way and they'll ask you, how do you have so much joy? How do you have so much peace? How in the world do you have light in your dwelling? You know what I would do? I would talk to that person and find out what they had until finally I got some of that light and I would take that light back home with me. I've come to tell you, Calvary, I want you to be a light in this world. I want people to be able to see you and know that 
that you are not hopeless, that the light has stayed on. There are some individuals right now in the world, they're in crisis. There's lots of fear. There's lots of anxiety. There's lots of uncertainty. But for God's people, the lights are staying on. I want to tell you right now that shouting stuff. Right now you need to say that the light is still on. That's why. That's why you can have hope, sister. That's why you can have peace, my brother, and joy. The people of God, even when it's dark out there, man, the light can stay home. The light can stay on in our dwelling. Don't you let the devil lie to you. You can have peace. You can have power and victory. You can have hope. Come out of the darkness. If you let the devil push you into the darkness, come out in the mighty name of Jesus. Hear me, the Bible says in Matthew 5 that you are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hidden, nor do they light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a lampstand. And it gives light to all, all who are in the house. Let your light, come on, if the light is still on, let your light shine before men that they, they see your good works and glorify the Father which is in heaven. You are the light of the world. You are. You are the light of the world. You know what's interesting to me? There's no recourse. He didn't say you're the light sometimes and you're, you're, you're not a light other times. He said, you are the light of the world. God doesn't give us an option to turn the light on or turn it off. So he said, you are the light of the world, and you don't need to put it under a basket. He said, if you're a light, you need to shine. So here's the deal. We've had some dark days, and we've had some tough times. But I got good news for you today. Hallelujah. I want to tell you today that the light is still on. On our good days, the light is still on. <laughs> on our bad days, the light is still on. When I get a bad doctor's report, the light is still on. On my strong days, the light is still on. On my weak days, the light is still on. On my blessed days, the light is still on. On my broke days, the light is still on. When people are treating us right, the light stays on. When family goes crazy, the light is still on. I'm telling you, I've made up in my mind that there is going to be absolutely nothing that the devil can do in my life in this season that will stop me from keeping the light of God's presence and power own in my life. You may be watching me and you say, Pastor, you don't know what I've been through. You don't understand my circumstances. You might even say, well, Pastor, I don't even have a lot of hope right now. But here's the truth. You don't need a lot. You just need to use what you got. It doesn't take a whole lot of light to chase out a whole lot of darkness. The Bible said in Hebrews 6:18. So God has given both his promise and his oath. These are two things unquenchable or unchangeable because it is impossible for God to lie. Therefore, we who have fled to him for our refuge can have great confidence. Stop right there where you are and just declare great confidence. Say, I have great confidence. Watch this. As we hold to the hope that lies before us. You know what your hope is? 
Your hope is your light, and your light is your hope. Our hope is, is a light in this season for the whole world to see. It's this thing in you that says, I don't care what it looks like. There is a hope in me that God is going to work everything out, that God is on my side. And if God is for me, then who can be against me? I'm trying to tell you that the light is still on. It may have been hard, but the light is still on. You may have lost your job, but the light is still on. You may have been treated badly, but the light is still on. Everything may not be going your way, but hey, is mad this today because the light is still on. You see, hope, when you find that hope that doesn't even make any sense, hope that lets you look for a bright tomorrow, hope that lets you look for a better day, it causes you to believe that the impossible can come and manifest in your life. It's your hope. It's your trust in the Christ of every crisis. It causes your light to shine. The people who don't even know Jesus. Let me tell you, believer, this is not your time to be depressed. This is not your time to be full of anxiety. But you shake that off. You rise in hope and you say, the light is still on in my dwelling. The Bible said in Matthew 5, 15, Neither do men light a candle and put it under a bushel, under a basket, but on a candlestick, and it gives light to all in the house. See, your light needs to be a blessing to others. Your confidence that the God you serve is going to come through. And when you have that hope and that confidence, it's going to bring light and hope into the lives of other people, especially in the midst of what's been called a worldwide pandemic. There's people right now who are wondering, what can I do? This season is too hard for me. There's people who don't know what you know. They don't trust who you trust. They don't have the hope that you have. And they're wondering, can, can God heal my family? Can God help me financially? Can God heal this cancer? Can God chase away this depression? Can God lift me out of this problem? Let me tell you what, you rise in hope because the Bible says in Jeremiah 32, 27, Behold, I am the Lord, the God of all flesh. Is there anything too hard for me to do? Oh, I'm here to tell you today that it doesn't matter how hard it is for a man. It doesn't matter how impossible it looks today. There ain't nothing too hard for the Lord to do. The light is still on, honey. You still have access to power. This situation that we've been going through in our world right now, it's not too hard for God. He can use it. Because in your house, in your life, the light is still on. See, it's not too hard for God. He'll use it because of it. In the midst of it, in spite of it, the light is still on. God will still reach the lost. He'll still heal the sick. He'll still rescue the perishing. He'll still preserve and bless his people. He'll still make a way out of no way. He'll still bring light into the darkness. He'll still bring revival. Nothing is too hard for the Lord to do. The people of God today have light, light in their dwellings. 
Oh, you ought to give God praise that in spite of what you've been through, the light is still on. In spite of the times that you've cried yourself to sleep, the light is still on. In spite of the fact that you worried and it was dark all around you, there was enough light still on that you survived it and you made it through. The light is still on. I was studying the Hebrew word for light from this text in Genesis. And it became so profoundly powerful to me. And then it became precious to me. Because this word light in the Hebrew, it's a very beautiful word. It's a layered word. It has several meanings. Number one, the word light in Hebrew, it means daybreak, dawn, or morning. This is so awesome. Because what Jesus was saying to me, and I claim it in Jesus' name, that while the world is getting darker and darker, the S-U-N, the sun, is coming up for the church because we have faith in the sun, the S-O-N of God. Good morning. I've come to tell you it doesn't matter how dark everything else gets. It doesn't matter how dark people get. It doesn't matter how dark our society gets. The sun will always come up for the church. There is still light in your dwelling. So number one, light means the dawn. It means the daybreak. It means the morning. But number two, the word light here means the light of instruction. Light meaning illumination, understanding. Let me tell you, this, is, this thrills my soul because what this represents to me is clarity. It represents understanding. That means we don't have to walk about confused. That means we don't have to walk around in life wondering and worrying, but God is going to give you understanding. God is going to give you supernatural instruction, supernatural direction, supernatural illumination in the mighty name of Jesus. I'm telling you, God's going to show you where to go. He's going to show you what door. He's going to show you what road. He's going to show you what route. This is a time not of darkness for you, not of wondering for you, but this is your time. Watch me now. For illumination, for clarity. Not only then are you promised life, but watch this. Huh. You are promised abundant life. Because the third meaning for the word light is the light of prosperity. Now, now, oh, I know that's too much for some of y'all religious folks. You say, there goes another preacher. He's talking about prosperity. Listen, the word prosperity occurs dozens of times in the Bible. And it does represent resources and provision. But it's so much more than that. It's more than just money. It, when you prosper, it means to advance. It means to take brown, ground. It means to break out. It means to progress. It means to succeed. You see, David understood that he needed it. David said in Psalms 118, he said, Save now, I beseech you, I beg you. He said, Send now prosperity. He said, Lord, don't just send prosperity. Send it now. I need to succeed. I need to break out. I need to be victorious. I need your hand of provision. Are you watching right now and you need God's hand of provision in your life? Are you watching right now and you need 
success and peace in your life. The devil wants you to make you, make you think that it's dark. But I've come to tell you that the light is still on and everything you need. <laughs> Jehovah Jireh provides. David said, don't just send prosperity, send it now. Here's what I'm declaring. When this is all over, God's people are not going to limp out of COVID-19 broke, busted, and disgusted. Come on. When the people of God left the bondage of Egypt, they left with the gold. They left with the precious. They, they left with the resources. They left blessed. And let me tell you, hell thanks that when COVID-19 is over, that the church might be weak, that we might be broke, busted, and disgusted, but I declare that the light has stayed on in our dwellings. I declare that the light has not went out, that the power of God has only increased. And when this is over, baby, we're going to march into hell's kitchen. We're going to take back everything the devil stole from us. We're gonna see revival in our cities. We're gonna see awakening like we've never known. We're gonna see our children saved. Our bodies healed. We are going to see a move of God. Why? Because the light huh, is still owned. The world may seem dark. Egypt was dark. But the people of God had light in their dwelling. Precious, the light is on. Maybe the enemy's tried to convince you that it's not. The light is on. It's time for you to shine. It's time for people to look at your house, look at your disposition, look at the way you act, look at the way you respond, look at the way you move. And they be able to identify that even though it's dark everywhere else, hallelujah, there is still light in your dwelling. I dare you to tell three or four people in the room with you the light is still on. If you're by yourself, like I said, just grab your own hand and tell, your hand, tell yourself the light is still on. I don't care how bad it looks, the light is still on. There's healing in that light. There's hope in there's light. There's peace in that light. But let me tell you what there is in that light. There is salvation in that light. Maybe you're watching right now and you're not where you need to be with God. You say, Pastor, I need what you've been preaching about. I need that light. I need that hope. I need that peace. Here's your stretch. Remember, God didn't do a miracle for Moses until he stretched. Here's your stretch. Pray this prayer after me. Pray, Heavenly Father. Come on, everybody pray it. In Jesus' name, please forgive me for all my sins. Tell him, say, Lord, turn the light on in my life. Make me what you want me to be. Nothing more. Come on, say it. Nothing more, nothing less, and nothing else. I receive you now as my Lord and Savior. I want you to raise your hands, everybody. In Jesus' name, I declare that even though it's dark out there in the world, the light is still on. The light is on in your house. The light is still on. And I release peace, power, blessing, and breakthrough. I release the light of illumination, the light 
of a new day. Come on. And the light of prosperity into your house. If you prayed that prayer, if you'll just, in the comments, just type salvation. We want to reach out to you and let you know this is not the end of a thing. This is the beginning. Calvary and all you who are part of our church family have been watching us through these weeks. Your generosity has amazed me. And today I want to thank you for being faithful in your giving. You say, well, Pastor, I'd like to get behind you guys and support you. I know that you've given over 200,000 pounds of food away, that you have reached out on every conceivable level to first responders, to postmen, to people who have stayed active all through this, that you've gone into homes and helped people. We, I want to I give. You can give online right now at calvaryfl.com. All you have to do is go to our website and click on the giving tab on the top of the right-hand corner of the screen. You can give on the Calvary FL app. If you haven't downloaded that, you can go to the App Store and download that. Just click the Give icon. If you'd like to give, text to give. Many people give just that way. You can text to give at Calvary Orman at 386-866-3060. Three eight six eight six six thirty sixty Calvary Palm Coast three eight six two hundred fifty five thirty five Calvary NSB three eight six two hundred sixty five twenty two and those numbers will be available on our website. Let me tell you this, precious. This is Legacy Sunday. Even though we haven't been meeting in our conventional ways, we're still building the Kids Center. We are still right on target. We're doing more for God and not less. Because in spite of what the devil thought, the light is still on. It's on here and it's on in your house. I bless you. In Jesus' name, I can't wait to see you next time. Thank you again for listening to this message. We pray that it inspired you in every single way. For more information about Calvary Christian Center or to give, you can go to calvaryfl.com. And be sure to subscribe and like this podcast. And we will see you next week here on the Calvary FL Podcast.